Good morning and welcome to Celebration Church. I want to welcome all the campuses that are joining together via satellite this morning over in Stevens Point on the west side and down in our cafe. So glad that we're all together. Let's all stand together, shall we, as a family of faith. This is the one thing we all do at the same time as a group of believers where we recite the Apostles' Creed together. It is our proclamation of what we believe in here at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Great turnout. I thought we'd have a low service today because of all the deer slayers out doing their thing. And I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there, so uh, just amazing how uh, the church is continuing to grow. Uh, I'm going to do something a little bit different this morning, just for the first 10 minutes or so. I want to share something with you, a project that we've been working on. Now, uh, most of you know that uh, uh, Deb and I uh, travel around the country as national uh, marriage and family speakers. And, uh, and, and we enjoy doing that as well as pastoring here. Our heart is here, but we go do that because we can and God has called us to help as many people as we can. We don't talk about it a whole lot. Some people actually don't like hearing about it a whole lot for some bizarre reason, but I don't know. They think maybe it's not part of what we're doing, but it is. This is very much a part of our church. This church through this ministry is able to touch many, many, many lives all over the country. Anyway, we have uh, just recently finished editing a uh, weekly TV show that we're going to be airing uh, about marriage and family. Actually, our regular church program that you hear uh, here in uh, central Wisconsin as well as uh, northeastern Wisconsin, uh, Sky Angel wants the program as well, and they're going to be broadcasting the same program that you all see every Sunday morning all over the world via satellite on their program. So we're really excited about that. But then we also put together a program that's just dealing with marriage. And it's called Love, Marriage, and Stinking Thinking. And uh, uh, we just finished it, and I had so much fun with it, and, and we're all excited about it. We wanted to give you a, a little bit of an insight into what we're doing. And we're going to play a couple of clips this morning before I go into our very simple message about Thanksgiving this week. But uh, I want you to see the, uh, the first part of this program. Now, uh, the program is hosted by myself as well as Nancy Stafford, who's an actress, who you're going to see here and hear a little bit about in, the, in this opening pilot. This is the pilot where we explain what the program is all about. Uh, Nancy is going to be speaking at our women's brunch uh, on, is it the 6th or something? It's the first Saturday in December. If you ladies have not gotten your tickets yet, you might want to get your tickets. Uh, there's not that many left, as far as I understand, but you'll get a chance to hear from her. Uh, she's, a, she's a fabulous lady, great story. She's been an actress and, and a model for many years. And amazingly, she agreed to do this show with us. And also, Jimmy Bratcher's on there, too. So, uh, anyway, so uh, I want to play a four-minute clip here and give you a little bit of a a taste of this program that we're very, very excited. If you will indulge me for a minute, uh, give you a little taste of love, marriage, and stinking thinking. Mm -hmm. 
Nashville, Tennessee. Love, Marriage, and Stinking Thinking. The program that takes on the common myths about life, love, and marriage. With national relationship speaker and author, Mark Unger. Actress and author, Nancy Stafford. Music by blues recording artist, Jimmy Bratcher. And now, the host of Love, Marriage, and Stinking Thinking, Mark Unger. Yeah! How y'all doing? Y'all, y'all. Look at you, baby. <laughs> That's right. I showed up. You did, man. Check out the outfit on Jimmy today. This a... <laughs> yes, yes. Please wake, welcome Mr. Jimmy Bradshaw. Well, thank you for tuning in to today's program. My name is Mark Gunger, and the name of our show is called Love, Marriage, and Stinking Thinking. It's a program that's going to take on the myths concerning life, love, and marriage, a show that examines the way men and women think about marriage and how it impacts us so incredibly. Would you please welcome my co-host that's joining us for the program, the lovely, the talented, the amazing actress, author, brilliant person, <laughs> Nancy Stafford! <laughs> For my list of things, man. I was just working on it. You're walking out. Oh, shut up already. Just <laughs> sit down. Oh, sit down. How Hiya. are you, darling? I'm wonderful. How are you good doing? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Good. Uh, good to have you here. Good to have Jimmy in the oh, band yeah. over there jamming away and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I uh, want to talk about uh, what we're doing yeah. with this program. Yeah, what are and we doing? What are- <laughs> What are we doing and why are we doing it? Give people a little bit kind of a background on, on who we are and what it is that we do. Um, you know, uh, let me start with you. Okay. You are an actress. I am. Uh, an author. written a couple of books. Beauty by the Book. Great little book about seeing yourself as God sees you. Yep. And a wonderful little devotional thing that you wrote called The Wonder of His Love. Uh, you live in... California. Marina Del Rey, California. Yes. L.A. area. Cool. Uh, your past, your husband is yep. a pastor. He is a pastor. He's been a pastor for 25 years. Yeah. So uh, off and on different churches. And there have been periods of years where he wasn't pastoring, mm-hmm. going and playing music places or just doing other things. But um, Cool. Now, you're, you're known for uh, playing five years on a show called... Matlock. Matlock. And Andy you, Griffith. Yeah, cool. I was, I was yeah. thank you. Thank you. Those were great years. Uh, I played Andy's law partner, Michelle. Uh-huh. I was the brains behind the brawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had a great, great time together. He was a wonderful guy. And we're still in lots of syndication and reruns, which I'm very grateful for. So. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you also, you've also done a lot of other things. I uh, have. I, I did a soap opera in New York for years. I started as a model and did commercials in New York and then the soap. And then I did a show called Saint Elsewhere, some of you may remember, for mm-hmm. three years. And then I guest starred on Just a Million Things. And then I did a show for Disney on ABC called Sidekicks. And then Matlock, and then for 10 years after Matlock hosted a fashion, lifestyle, beauty trend show called Main Floor, and then a bunch of TV movies, and 
such cool. like that. I just did a movie that just came out on DVD with Randy Travis. Randy Travis. Yeah, it's a Christian Randy. film, actually. My first faith-based film is called The Wager. It's out on DVD, and it's a wonderful film. And you were like the axe murderer in the movie? <laughs> yeah. <as> a, as <laughs> Woman gone wild! I always wanted to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you worked with him. That's cool. Yeah, he's That's a great, great guy. He's a great guy. Well, we're so thrilled and honored that uh, you are doing the show with Thanks. us. Okay, so that's the setup of who she is. And again, you'll get a chance to meet her uh, in uh, a couple of weeks uh, for the women's brunch. And uh, I don't know if she's sticking around for Sunday or not. I can't remember who runs this organization. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I want to show another clip. Now, this next clip, again, we're, we're kind of setting up the pilot, who we are, what we're doing. I talk about who I am and stuff. And then I talk about uh, who Jimmy is and uh, why we are shooting this in uh, Nashville and not in Green Bay. So let's take a look at this clip. I uh, uh, have my good friend Jimmy over there, Jimmy Bratcher. I ran into Jimmy uh, uh, earlier this year, and uh, we were doing a, uh, a, a seminar at our church not a seminar, but a series of sermons called How to Beat the Blues, because we're in Green Bay. And, uh, <laughs> Explains it. <laughs> by the way, a lot of people say, you know, how come you're not shooting this show in Green Bay? You know, because Nashville's hip and cool, and you got the cool skyline and stuff. You know, you show the skyline in Green Bay, it's like cows. You know, so it's a little hipper down here, and they got the studios and stuff. But uh, um, uh, what was I talking about? <laughs> Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, yeah. yeah. Right. Hello, focus, Mark, for five seconds. Uh, but uh, so, so we're doing How to Beat the Blues. This is... Were you in your nothing box? No, I, no, man, I just skipped a groove, man. I was like, you know, so, but uh, we were doing a series, How to Beat the Blues, like it was in February. Because, you know, once football season ends, you know, it's like, why are we here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm I saying? Well, we can handle it. We don't even mind the cold. We'll sit out in a football stadium 20 below zero and yee-haw! You know, and then football stops and it's like, why are we here? Oh and, and it's freezing and it's miserable and it's February. And so and, and, and we get kind of like the, the blues kind of set in. So I, I found Jimmy through my brother, Eddie, who's a pastor in, in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I said, come up and do this series. And uh, the, the first time he got there, you know, I, as soon as I saw him, I was sicker than a dog. Mm. Just, you know, he's just going to do music. And as soon as I saw him, I said, can you preach? <laughs> and he said, yes, it's good because you're preaching. I'm sicker than a dog. So he preached. But hardly anybody was there because it was so cold. It was miserable cold. Mm. And then the next Sunday, it was so cold, we had to shut down church. Okay. Now, I want you to understand. In Nashville, if a snowflake falls, they shut down church. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know, in Oklahoma, if it rains, if it rains at my brother's church, in Oklahoma, if it rains, people don't go to church. You Chickens, come on, for crying out loud. Be a man, rain. But but in Green Bay, when you shut down church in Green Bay, it's bad. like nasty. Oh. Cold, cold as saying, you know, don't stay outside more than 10 minutes or you'll die. You know what I'm saying? Cold and ice everywhere. And But we still went to church. Wow. You know, we barely got there with our lives. And, and we hadn't shut, you know, hadn't called in that we were canceled yet. And then uh, um, I, I looked and in the front door was, was, an, was an old man crawling on his hands and knees Aww. to get in the sanctuary because he didn't want to fall on the ice. And I thought, we better cancel church. So, so that was week number two, and still nobody heard him, you know, because and, uh, and, uh, he was having this wonderful experience dying with us. Finally, the third Sunday he played. And when he started playing, the way people lit up mm -hmm. as I'm looking at the congregation, particularly men, 
Wow. Instant identification. There's something about the kind of music that he plays that just communicates to men, and, uh, and, and it's cool, and it's hip. And I thought, if we're going to do this show, I don't want to do a typical marriage show with soft music and, you know, string mm. quartets. La, 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 la. Because that ain't marriage, man. The blues, that's <laughs> marriage. All right? Oh, so I... I <laughs> Jimmy says, Jimmy, you want to do this show? He says, yeah, I'm cool, Daddy-o. And uh, so so he came, and uh, and, and he's, he's going to be doing all these shows with us, the house band and stuff, all the guys with him, and we really appreciate it. I want these guys to go ahead and do a tune. I'm going to come over and join them. What's the name of the tune? Get Out the Boat. Get Out the Boat. Give it up for Mr. Jimmy Bratcher. <laughs> It's, it's pretty cool. So the, the, the show's got blues music and we're jamming and just, I mean, we really have a good time with this. And then the final clip I want to show you here before I get into my short little message, uh, Thanksgiving message, is uh, is the end. I want you to see the end of the show. Now, it'll seem a little odd because there's credits and stuff running. The reason I want you to see it because I want you to see we do something that I don't know that any Christian show has ever done on a television network, Christian television network in America, is uh, we get up and we dance. So uh, just to freak out all the Baptists, about or whoever's watching. But uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing. But uh, so so it, it kind of ends like American Bandstand, you know, not your typical religious program. What a shock coming from us. Anyway, I want you to see the ending real quick. People say, well, do you have a marriage ministry in your church? Yeah, it's called the pulpit. We don't have, don't, you don't need a separate marriage ministry after the side. You should be preaching and teaching this stuff all the time. Yeah. This is the reality, man. It's kind of hard to say, I love Jesus, but I hate my husband. Yeah. I love you, God, but I can't stand my wife. Yeah. Come on, if we can't live this stuff at home, we can't live this stuff. Yeah. Let's get it right. That's what this is about. Anyway, looking forward to the other shows that are coming up. God bless and see you all next week. Thanks for watching today. What she does in the kitchen Grits and gravy Chicken too My baby even cooks me Barbecue I love my baby Yeah I love my baby Yeah I love my baby My baby loves me Love, marriage, and stinking thinking is made possible by your continued support of this network. To learn more about Mark Gunger and how you can improve your marriage, visit us online at stinkingthinking.com. There you will find Mark's best-selling book, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. You can also see if Mark will be bringing his seminar to a city near you. 
And you can listen to Mark on his weekly radio show where you can call in with your questions and speak with Mark in person. The perfect lady, always she's my of Laugh Your Way America. All right, so there you have it. Thanks for indulging me. I just, we just had so much fun doing it, I wanted you guys to see it. Uh, probably because a lot of you will never see it because uh, Green Bay cable networks do not carry uh, a lot of these networks. We get like the Catholic channel in Green Bay, and that's kind of it. Uh, if you get Dish Network or uh, what's the other one, Direct TV. I think those will also will carry it as well. And anyway, we'll let you know more about it. But uh, we've already got uh, several Christian networks who've seen it, who are excited. They want to air it. So hopefully we'll get it running by the uh, first of the year. It'll just give us more an opportunity, another way for us as a family of faith here right up in Wisconsin where we can be touching the entire world with the grace of God that he's given with us. So we're very, very, very excited about it. All righty then. Um, this morning... Uh, looking at Colossians, the third chapter, I want to just bring a, a, a little message here about being thankful because this week is Thanksgiving week and all. And I want to read this scripture to you. It says, and over all these virtues, Paul had just listed a bunch of important Christian virtues, but he says, above all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to be... To, to peace and he says be thankful let the word of christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to god be thankful now webster described defines thankful as to be conscious of benefit received what a great definition to be conscious of benefit Received. I think one of the reasons so many of us have a difficult time maintaining an attitude of thankfulness to God is because we walk around unconscious. We're not paying attention. We're not aware of what God is doing in our lives. A lot of women in this room and our campuses this morning will relate to what I'm talking about. Moms. Moms who work so hard do a great deal of things for their families. And their families tend to walk around not particularly grateful or thankful. You know, they just expect the food to be there. They expect the clothes to be clean. They expect the house to be kept. They just take it for granted as if it's all done by little magical elves, okay? But it's not done by little magical elves. It's done by that wonderful woman and you would be smart to be very appreciative and let her know that you're appreciative and grateful and thankful because you are conscious of what she's doing. Now, during this Thanksgiving week, we at Celebration Church have an awful lot to be thankful for. And if you're listening this morning in our campuses and, and you're thinking, wow, I, I don't know, I don't feel all that particularly thankful. I know it's a neat church and stuff, but maybe it's because you're not conscious of what God is doing 
in the lives of the people that are sitting around you this morning. And this uh, morning, I want to read to you some stories that I received via email this week of people's lives that have been transformed by what we're doing together as a family of faith. These are in their words. I want to read a couple of these to you. I got this one. It says, I grew up in a Christian family, but when I was in my early teens, we started attending a new church and got involved in a program that preached kind of a distorted view of Christianity. I constantly felt the pressure to conform to standards of living, such as dressing a certain way and only listening to certain kinds of music. And if I didn't agree with everything they taught, I was told my heart wasn't in the right place and I was made to doubt my very Christianity. As a result, I started to drift further from the Lord every day. I played the game, I went through the emotions, and, uh, but all the while I was rebelling on the inside. I think a lot of us can relate to that. A lot of us have, even though raised as Christians, didn't really experience it on the inside. But we went through the motions. We played the games. We said the right things, you know, when we were all together. But we weren't really experiencing God on the inside. He says, I was completely confused. I I wanted to be a Christian, but at the same time, I I couldn't fathom living like a robot and just having to conform to other people's particular version of what a Christian should be. I was at the point where I didn't even know what true Christianity really was anymore. And I chose to deal with my problems by forgetting about them. After high school, I got my own place and I partied hard. One thing led to the next and I eventually got involved with drugs. Although I was trying to forget about my problems through drug use, I thank God he never forgot about me. The drugs eventually got me into trouble. And I knew immediately God was trying to get my attention. Giving me a chance... To turn my life around. After getting right with God and renewing my commitment to Him, I then made things right with my family as well. And although we continued to attend that same church, I I felt the need to look elsewhere and eventually decided to give Celebration Church a try. After the first service, I knew right away that this is where God wanted me to be. The message was unlike anything I'd ever heard, and I knew it was the truth. I was asked to be real. When before I was felt compelled to put on an image. I was invited to belong to a family of believers who want God's best for everyone. Not what they feel is best for everyone. And I was encouraged to become what God wants me to be without the need to conform into some other image. About six months after I started attending Celebration Church, my family decided to join me one Sunday morning. My two younger brothers paid attention the entire service. And they will be the first to admit that is a small miracle. They now attend with me every week and I have seen a huge difference in my entire family. They are truly experiencing freedom in Christ like I have never seen before. Even though we don't agree on every little thing, we can agree that salvation is through Christ alone and through accepting his gift of salvation. One of the many positive results of attending Celebration Church is that we've grown stronger as a family in a world where families are being torn apart more and more. It is refreshing to see how finding common ground in Christ brings unity. I like the fact that everyone is encouraged to become a part of what Celebration Church is doing in the community and around the world. There's a real sense of belonging to something bigger than ourselves. I took the opportunity to volunteer at the new Westside campus in Howard and it is truly a rewarding experience. Working with pastors Bob and Phil and all the other volunteers has given me the ability to establish some new relationships with people who are striving to put the Lord first in their lives. Seeing over 200 people fill the sanctuary on our first service was amazing. And each week that number continues to grow. 
I can feel God's presence at Celebration Church, and I know that he is going to use us in a mighty way to impact the world for him. And I'm looking forward to see how God is going to continue to grow Celebration Church in the years to come. That's written by Aaron Nimmer, and he worships at our campus over there in Howard on the west side. I also got this story. This lady writes, she says, I live in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, right next to Celebration Church. One evening this past summer, I felt a really strong need to visit the church next door. I told my son that we were going to church today. And he questioned me with, why? (laughs) Well, the only thing I could tell him was, we're supposed to go. We need to go. I don't know why. I just know we need to go. I was greeted by total strangers with open arms and a love for God and one another that I had never felt before. The people at Celebration Church were so giving and little did anyone know what I was going through at the time. But God knew what I needed. Soon I was creating friendships, something I hadn't done in a long time. Prayers were being prayed for me and with me. And suddenly I didn't feel as alone in the world as I had felt before. For the first time there were people who cared about me. I had been going through a very troubling time. I felt as if nobody was listening until God spoke to me through these new friends at a church who comforted me and accepted me for who I was. People didn't realize it, but when I was attending Celebration Church at first, I was on sick leave and my soul was crying out for help. The medicines didn't seem to be working. I chose that Sunday to wait afterwards and sitting on the stage to speak to a couple about the problems I was facing and have them pray with me. I began to tell them what was wrong and that I was on sick leave and I was trying to raise my son on less than $300 a month from work disability and I didn't know what to do. I was feeling desperate, scared, and unsure of where I was headed. I felt as if I was in the darkest place ever. And they heard my desperation through my tears. They prayed with me and then did something that really touched me. They gave me $20 and told me to buy something for myself, whatever I needed. Well, this gracious, loving couple later stopped by my home with a ham and turkey and told me that they were told by God that they were to bring these things to help me through my troubled time. My son and I ate many meals with that turkey (laughs) and ham and were able to stretch it out over weeks. My doctor all of a sudden says, after seeing the medicine wasn't responding, that the medicine now was working. I found myself returning to work only after two weeks from the time they prayed with me. My life completely turned around. And after being off of work for three and a half months, I was able to return back to work full time. Since that time, I've become a member of the church. I've been baptized and I feel a great acceptance. My life has changed more than words can express. I had a long time where I felt I was lost. And now I feel a great sense of belonging to something so great. I want to give a special thank to Pastor Ray, who's the campus pastor there at Point, to Pastor Mark, and to everybody who's helped me during this journey to find peace and a new beginning here at Celebration Church. Hallelujah, it's a great story, huh? That's Jennifer Hembrook. She's over at our campus in Stevens Point, worshiping there. And I got this one from uh, someone who's been down at the cafe. He writes this, my life was pretty much in the gutter. No, let me rephrase that. It was completely in the gutter. And then a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to go to church with her that Sunday. At first the answer was no. But then after 15 or 20 minutes of coaxing, (laughs) I love that, she wouldn't give up. Finally, finally he said yes. She said, oh, you'll love it. This church is amazing. She says, the music's awesome. And the pastor was, and I quote, funny 
crazy, outrageous, and down to earth. I said, yeah, right, but I went anyway. And then it happened. I walked through the doors of Celebration Church. I was greeted. When we went in, I knew this place was for me. From that moment on, my life was no longer in the gutter. I turned to my friend after seeing this incredible band on stage. He was a musician. He said, I'm going to be up there one day playing the piano. She laughed and said, yeah, right. But soon I was playing every week down in the Celebration Cafe. God answered all my prayers that day and my life was turned around 110%. Oh, yeah. One thing, my friend was right about the pastor. (laughs) Thank you, Celebration Church, for so many changed lives, especially mine, David Hill. And then finally, this story from a lady that attends in here with us at this campus. She says, in 2001, I was divorced and living with my two daughters. It was a very difficult time for all of us. Then I met a man who I got along with. He seemed responsible and wonderful. We started dating and soon were doing not so Christian things. And during this time I got pregnant. I was so embarrassed. I hid it from my family and my co-workers. At about six months in, I, my boyfriend and I came to Celebration Church. Started attending there. I finally put my foot down and told him that I would not have sex with him unless we got married. Good for you. At first, he got upset. I'll bet. That's <laughs> 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 not the kind of thing a boy wants to hear. But he realized I wasn't going to change my mind. The amazing thing that happened was our relationship got better. Wow, she writes. What a concept. Do what God says and your life will actually get better. We had our daughter in February, and as much as neither one of us wanted to be away from our new baby, I refused to live together in sin. Finally, in December of last year, he proposed to me. A man that said he never wanted to get married proposed to me. I'll tell you why. Because he got serious with the boy. Ladies, there's an old saying, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Come on. Don't be putting out a lot of... Girls are always putting out for all these guys and then they wonder, how come he won't marry me? How come he won't marry Why should he? He's getting everything he wants with no commitment. That's a win in most boys' book. Come on, guys, you know what I'm saying? You say, well, that makes men evil. No, it just makes us men. Truth is, most men wouldn't go to work if we could get a check without going to work. <laughs> all right, how many of you guys, in all honesty, if you got the same check, would not go? Let me see your hand. Look at those evil, evil, evil men. <laughs> you got that right. I don't have to go. I'm going to get paid. Yeehaw. Well, anyway, she writes, in July of this year, we got married. The Lord has given so many of us, or giving us so many blessings as we continue to grow in the word. We're growing in our faith weekly and are raising our daughters to know the word of God. We enjoy attending church at celebration because we feel that we can be ourselves crazy and all we couldn't ask for a better christian family wendy najedlo here at the bayside campus so uh fabulous stories when you hear these stories it makes you feel thankful for what god has been doing here at Celebration Church. I'm going to ask our ushers to come now and all the different campuses to come forward and get ready to serve communion, the musicians to get ready to uh, uh, play.
You know, communion is about being conscious of what God has done for us. You know, Jesus, when he did this, he said, I want you to do this communion thing. And I want you to do it in remembrance of me. I want you to remember, be conscious of what I have done. Why is that important? Because it's so easy for us to become unconscious, to kind of just zone out and forget what God has done in our lives. If we will remain conscious, we will be people who will remain thankful. Jesus said we need to remember what he did for us. You know, amazingly, there are millions of people who call themselves Christians and even go to church regularly who are completely unconscious as to what salvation is all about. They think, well, I'm just good enough. That, that, that's all that matters. Yeah, I, I go to church once in a while. That, that, that's, that's, that'll do it. No, it won't do it. You can go to church all your life and die and split hell wide open. Why? It's not about being good. While it's important to be good, you don't earn God's forgiveness by being good. You say, then what do we do? We put our faith and our trust in Christ. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross. That's what we're celebrating with our communion time. His body was broken so we could be whole. His blood was shed so we could have forgiveness of our sins. If we could have done it ourselves, trust me, he would have told you, just do it yourself. Remember, he prayed, Father, if there's any way I can get out of this, let this cup pass from me. Why? He didn't really want to go through that. Why did he do it? Because he knew. But for his sacrifice, there would be no hope for us. It is in this sacrifice, this glorious act upon the cross where he died for the sins of the world that allows us the opportunity to get forgiveness for our sins you can't work off your sins don't think that way you can't be good enough or all these other things you can only be forgiven if you'll come to Christ you can experience that forgiveness today if you're willing to turn away from what you know is wrong in your life and put your faith in him you can experience this wonderful grace we've been talking about this morning I'd like everyone to bow our heads in a word of prayer. I'm going to invite everybody all across that are listening right now to pray this prayer with me. If you will pray this prayer and mean this from the bottom of your heart, you can experience God's forgiveness in your life today and experience this wonderful grace we've been talking about. Let's pray this together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you love me so much, you went to the cross and took my punishment. I ask you to come into my heart and to forgive me of my sins. I now surrender my life to you. Amen.